Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm just who I am. I'm from Eau Claire. That's a long ways from here. Uh, but they're having good church there today, too. And uh, I uh, pastor a great church. I'm blessed to pastor a wonderful church there in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We're getting ready to celebrate 100 years. And um, not me personally, but uh, the church will be 100 years old in, in uh, just a few months, and we're excited about that. And uh, so we're gearing up to celebrate 100. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this is, you folks are 40 years old. What a legacy. Amen. You know, when you're in a community for that many decades, you impact that community. This community, this area knows that you're here. They know you're here because you're all out there in the work places, neighbors, you're witnessing, you're uh, taking the Word of God, you're teaching Bible studies. They know you're here, praise God. And we need to be here for our world and for our generation. Amen. We need to be right where we're supposed to be. Amen. When those that have never heard the gospel need a place to go, they're going to come here and they're going to get the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus Christ. When the prodigal come to, comes to his senses, he's got to have a place to go. And we're going to be right here when he comes. Hallelujah. When she comes. Praise God. Amen. So stay faithful, brothers and sisters. Amen. We're going to be looking this morning at uh, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, we're singing, I'm listening to this beautiful choir, singing about how great God is, and our God is great. He is great, hallelujah, praise God. See, it is the word of faith that opens us up to God and for his great work of salvation. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and uh, speaking this alive and powerful word, hearing and speaking. This is important. It is very, very important for us, for all of us, to say what God says. You have your opinion and I have my opinion. But it's important for us to speak and to say what God says. It's the difference between winning and losing, healing and sickness, life or death, is in the power of your tongue. It's what you say. And so look at the scripture with me here in Romans chapter 10. And uh, verse 8, but what saith it? That's the scripture. But what saith it? The word is nigh or near thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Your heart and your mouth have to be in agreement. Your mouth will say what your heart believes. They must be as one. Praise God. Would you set your Bibles down and would you clap your hands to the Lord? Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Praise God. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Our mouth and our heart must be as one. And not only should they agree together, but we should also agree with the Scriptures. Amen? In order to be saved initially, you agreed with the Scriptures. In order to maintain our salvation, continue in this walk with God, we must agree with the Scriptures. The Bible speaks about our Lord Jesus and His great salvation. The Scriptures speak about our great God, and they tell us and teach us who He is. He is our Creator. He made all things. He is our Savior. He is the one who gives us life. See, many Christians have a high opinion of God, and they should. He is exalted. He is the high and lofty one. He reigns on the throne. He rules over the nations. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so we, like David, can say, I will exalt him. I will lift him up. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Do you believe it this morning? God is everything. I've heard this statement many times, God is everything and I am nothing. Now this is, this sounds spiritual and it is partially true, except that you are not nothing. God created you. The God of glory, hallelujah, the Lord over all the earth. You are not nothing. You are something. You are something. You are somebody. You have been made and created in the image and the likeness of God. That means that you and I are eternal beings. Amen. Now, we have a high opinion of God, and we should have a high opinion of God. Not all of our world does, but we have a high opinion of God. We know who the Lord is. Praise God. But sometimes we have a too low of opinion of ourselves. Amen. It's tremendous and necessary to know Jesus and have a wonderful revelation of who He is and what He has done. But if that's as far as we go, then we have missed another great revelation. Everyone say revelation. What is this great revelation? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Colossians 1.26, even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints. Amen. Some people will say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I'm no saint. The Bible says you are. Everyone say, I'm a saint. Saint means called out. Has God called you out of darkness? Saint means one who is sanctified. Have you been covered by the blood of Jesus? Hallelujah. Have you been washed in the blood? 
Amen? Saint literally means anointed one. So if you are currently, not currently a sinner, you are a saint. Colossians 1.27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? What would you have for breakfast? Fruit Loops? Then you got Fruit Loops in you. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic this morning, but there it is. Oatmeal? I had some oatmeal at Starbucks this morning. Oatmeal in me. Mm. Wheaties, breakfast of champions, and all of that. Amen. What you intake is food that you take in, it's in you, but God wants to give us all a greater revelation, and that is Christ in you. Have you ever spoken in tongues? Christ in you. Have you ever exalted the Lord and began to praise him? Christ in you, not just on you, not just around you, but Christ in you. The apostle wants us to get this revelation. Hallelujah. We know God is great, but we might also know that this great God is in in us, and he is moving and working in our lives. So let's get a revelation. Whew. What he is, we are becoming. What Jesus is, we are becoming. First John 4, 17, here in his love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Whoo! That's a revelatory truth. Our identity in Christ is intertwined and interconnected with him, so much so that he calls us his body. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.30, for we are members of his body, his flesh, his bones. And so this morning, we all have a revelation of Jesus. But what I'm trying to tell us this morning is that you must have a revelation of yourself in Christ. Amen? So you didn't just come to church this morning. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. This is what we must that, that, that we must believe. We must understand this. Praise God. Amen. Walking into a church didn't make you a Christian, but your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is in me. So when you were baptized, you took on his name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm Paul Bennett, Jesus. Amen. Now, if I, if I tell my neighbors that, they're going to say, okay. Whatever you say, I have to go now. But you took on the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That's exciting. When you got baptized in water, in the name, hallelujah, amen. Just like the bride takes on the name of her husband. What if couples come to me, they want to get married. One of the first questions I ask them, and I ask that bride, I said, are you going to take his name? 
And, uh, or I will say, you are going to take his name. And rarely, once in a while, there'll be a hesitation. And in, when there is, I say that I'm not your guy. I'm not your guy. Go ask somebody else to help you. Because you are becoming one. You will take on his name. Now, I know we live in a goofy society, and every variation is out there, and I get that, and I understand that, but when people come into the kingdom, we've got to teach them and train them and love them, amen, and take on the name of Jesus. It's our identity. It's our identity in Christ. Hallelujah. And when you got the Holy Ghost, you took on his nature. That means you begin to act like Jesus. You say, oh, I'm not worthy. Okay, we know that. But still, you must act like Jesus. What you see Jesus do, you do. Amen. What you see Jesus say, you say. You act. Everyone say act. The Greek word there is actually mimic. Like a child will mimic its parents. You've heard the statement that over time, husbands and wives begin to look alike. Have you heard that? Some of your wives looking at your husband going, oh, no, please, let it not be so. But, but more than lookalike, why do we say that? Because over time, you learn each other. You get to know each other. You have, you have lived together for so long, and a wife knows what her husband's reactions are, go- are going to be and, and vice versa, and you begin to work as one together, one flesh, just like the Bible says, and so people look at you and say, you begin to look alike. You begin to, because you know each other's mind and each other's heart. Listen, you don't need a WWJD bracelet. Now, if you have one, fine, thank you. But you don't need that to serve the Lord. You know what Jesus would do. Jesus forgave people. And so you should forgive people. Amen? Jesus loved everybody. So we should love everybody. Amen? Oh, oh no. WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? You know what Jesus would do. And you have Christ in you. Hallelujah. Act like Jesus. Mimic Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is a great revelation. Hallelujah. Jesus went to the uh, synagogue on the Sabbath day. You go to church on the Sabbath day. Jesus didn't sleep in. Jesus got up early. I don't know why I'm saying that, but maybe somebody's tired this morning. You needed that. Amen. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, I've worked a lot of secular jobs over the years. I'm really an old person. I'm older than I look. At least I like to say that. My glasses make me look older. But I used to, I used to strive to be the best employee that I could be. And that would make other employees upset, but I didn't care about them. They weren't my boss, and they weren't paying me. And then I always had this, this thought. I am going to do my best to think like the boss thinks. And I would talk to him, and I would listen to him, and I would watch his decisions. And I would say, I'm going to think like the boss thinks. And you know what happened? I didn't do it for this reason, really. I just wanted to get along, you know, work my job. But you know what happened? I I would get raises, like 
more money in my paycheck. And promotions. And I had that happen on several jobs because I wanted to be the best employee that I could be. And I, I, I worked at thinking like the boss thinks. Do you want to have a great life, an overcoming life? Do you want to be able to just go through trouble and trials? And we'll all have those. Some of you are in trouble and trials right now. But do you want to have victory in your life? Start thinking like the boss thinks. Start thinking like the Lord thinks. You say, I don't know if I don't know if I can reach that. Then start thinking like your pastor thinks. Uh, amen. What would the pastor say? What would the leader say? That's what I am going to say. We don't have to be novel. We don't have to recreate uh, words uh, all the time. All we need to do is repeat the words that we know. Say what the Bible says. Say what the Lord says. Act like the Lord. Hallelujah. That way, if you leave home and you forget your bracelet, you'll know what to do. Amen. I have Christ in me. You got a bracelet. I got Jesus. I'll take Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's what the Bible says. So we must have a revelation of not only who Jesus is, and I believe we had that, amen, and your pastor's going to teach you uh, on Wednesday night about speaking in tongues and why I speak with tongues. Wow, this is going to be a great study, amen? We need to be reminded why we speak with tongues, and our friends need to hear why we speak with tongues, and they can do it too, hallelujah, amen. And so we have a revelation of Jesus, and we must have a revelation of who we are in Christ. Everyone say, in Christ. Now, you do this. This is not that hard. When I was driving here yesterday, I was passed on the freeway by a beautiful red Camaro convertible. Oh, man. You know, I'm driving my 200,000-mile car. And I'm like, man, I can see myself in that car. I can see my, I, I would look better in that car than that guy did. <laughs> Honestly. I can see myself there. You ever said something like that? And I can see myself living in that house. I can see myself in that position at work. Amen. I can see myself on the lake right now. Mm. Thank you for not being on the lake right now and being here. Amen. So we must see ourselves identified in Christ. I can see myself in Jesus. I'm, I know I'm going slow, but I'm trying to get this in our heart and in our spirit because so many Christians today and so many people today have this shallow-like relationship and they never do jump in the lake. They just put their toe in and say, well, that's really nice. A lot of people will serve the Lord that way. They just come and they just got this, and they just kind of like touch it and say, well, that's nice. That feels so good. Woo-hoo. I'll go on living the rest of my life the way I live and make my own decisions and be my own guy, and next week I'll come back and put my toe in again. No, 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 brothers, sisters. You're in Christ. You're in Christ. I can see myself in him. 
Hallelujah. Buried with him in baptism. Now you are also risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. Say that to your mortal body. When your alarm clock goes off on Sunday morning, amen, the Spirit of God needs to quicken my mortal body. Get out of bed. Hallelujah. That doesn't sound spiritual, but, but it is. It is because I say it is, amen. This is what God has done for us. We must see ourselves in Christ. For me to live is Christ. And then there's another part to this. And it's this, we see it, we know we're in Christ, but then we must say what we see. Amen. She's saying it. We got to say what we see. I got in a little bit in trouble in my house the other day, and I have the most wonderful, beautiful wife, and she wanted to be here today, and she loves your pastor's wife, and... and um, but she walked through the uh, she walked through the living room with a new uh, dress, and it was really nice. It just really looked good. And I looked up from what I was reading, and I noticed that she looked really nice. I saw her. Thought, wow, man, she looks really good. We've been married forty years, and she looks good to me. And. Uh, God, she looks so good. And then later that day, we were going along, and she said, did you notice anything? And I felt these vibes, you know, like, oops. I said, yeah, I, yeah. And I'm like, what did I notice? What did I notice? And she said, did you notice my dress? I said, oh, yeah. I said, when you came out across the living room when I was sitting there reading and I looked up, I noticed your dress. She said, well, you didn't say anything. It's not enough to believe it. You gotta say it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same is true in our walk with God. See, my, 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 my address, we all have an address. My address is where I live. I know that's a great revelation, but, but I live at 1708 Nicholas Drive. That's my physical address. I also have an email address, pnb4257 at gmail.com. That is my email address. If you want to find me, that's where you can find me. Right? You have a physical address. You have an email address. If I want to find you, that's where I will find you. In the spirit, your voice. Everyone say, my voice. My voice is my address. That's where I am. My voice. Amen. My voice is my address in the spirit world. Look, I don't know what you think until you speak.
And when you speak, then I've got it. And I can say, now I know where you are. Now I know what you believe. Now I know where you live. Your voice is your address. And your voice carries weight in the spirit world. It is what you say. It's not enough to believe it and keep it to yourself. you got to say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to say it. It's important what you think because what you think you will eventually speak. But thinking it alone is not enough. John the Baptist had no problem stating who he was. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I am. He knew who he was. Your voice, your confession is the starting point. It is your identity. Amen. Not only for for salvation, but for your purpose in life. Listen, don't let what others say about you identify you. Confess it with your own mouth. I know who I am. I look good in that car. Amen. Mm, Still thinking about it. They said to John, some say you're a prophet, John. What do you say? As a matter of fact, the question is asked in the Scripture, what sayest thou of thyself? Hmm? That's a good question for all of us. What have you got to say for yourself? I remember when I was a kid growing up, and our parents would line us up on the couch, and then my mom would say, what have you got to say for yourself? Oh, boy. Time to fess up. Fess up. I think that word fess, I'm not sure if that's a word, but I think it might come from the word confession. Got to confess. Amen? Remember those vagabond Jews in Acts chapter 19? Remember those guys? They didn't have an address. They didn't have a location. They didn't have a personal relationship. They had no dedication. And they walked in and they said, we preach Paul's Jesus. Well, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And then the spirits jumped on them and they ran out of the house naked and wounded. What I'm saying to you this morning, it's not enough to see it. You have to say it. Pentecostals, brothers and sisters, you got to say it. That's one thing that is important in our worship. That's really what worship is about. We're telling the Lord how much we appreciate him and love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, I like to clap my hands to the Lord. Keep clapping your hands, but open your mouth and say something. God, you are worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, how I wished I would have said something to my wife before she had to ask me the question. It would have been better for me had I just said it. Hallelujah. Praise God. It'll make you a credible force in this world when you recognize who you are in Christ and your anointing and you boldly declare it. Amen. I am sanctified. I am a believer in Christ Jesus. I am a Christian. I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am, I am, I am because he is, hallelujah, and what he has done for me. I've gone to people who sang in church that sing like this choir. And uh, I would say to them, man, that was a beautiful song. And they would say, oh, 
that wasn't me. I said, I'm pretty sure it was you. I, I was there. You were here. You were holding the mic. Of that, oh, no, that was the Lord. That wasn't me. Okay, that, that sounds spiritual, but it's not right. God speaks through you. God ministers through you. Amen. It is you in Christ. It is you, hallelujah, that's got the Lord inside the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. God wants to anoint you. God wants to empower you. God wants to bless you. But it will come with a voice. It'll come with your confession. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It took me... I was raised in the church, and I thank God for it. My grandfather was a pastor, and, and I thank God for my Christian heritage. It's such a blessing. But it took me a long time to get the Holy Ghost. I mean, when you're raised in the church, I was 17 when I received the Holy Ghost. And when you're raised in the church, you know, these, these kids are getting talking in tongues. They're used to it. Do you know what I mean? They're, they go to junior camp, and they come up around the altar, and you have kids' revival coming. These little kids get the Holy Ghost at seven years old and sometimes younger. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And I was just wanting the Holy Ghost when I was young, and all my brothers and sisters got the Holy Ghost. And I knew that I was not as bad as them. But my little brothers and sisters are getting the Holy Ghost, and I don't get the Holy Ghost. I'm like, Lord, Give me the Holy Ghost. I want to speak in tongues. Pour it out on me. And finally I realized what was happening. It's like, as I was turning older and older, 17 years old, raised in the church, this is a long time to be hanging out, not getting the Holy Ghost. I would go to the altar and I would hardly say anything. I kind of barely opened my mouth. And I'm thinking, God, what is it with you? I mean, give it to me too. You're giving it to my brothers and sisters? I can't believe it. Terry got the Holy Ghost? Come on. <laughs> Terry? I mean, I know he needs it, but... <sighs> this is... This is... But when I begin to speak, everyone say Speak. When I began to speak, when I began to open my mouth, God poured out that gift of the Holy Ghost in such a mighty way. Hallelujah. 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 And the Lord knew what I needed, and he had to knock some pride out of me. He knew exactly what I needed. Hallelujah. And I received the Holy Ghost praying with a whole bunch of young people around me. I didn't know one of them. I didn't know a one of them. Was, it was in another state, in another church, and we heard there was a prayer meeting, and we went, and God filled me with the precious Holy Ghost, and I stood in the presence of the Lord for over an hour and talked in tongues, hands lifted up, hallelujah, when I finally figured out all I needed to do was speak. All I needed to do was open my mouth, and the way that we got it initially is the way that we will continue in our faith and in our walk with God. So brothers and sisters, Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Hallelujah. Don't make everybody wonder where you are. Open your mouth and give God the glory and the praise for what he has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
wonder if our musicians can come this morning. Amen. See, anything that God has said about you in his word, you can boldly say. As a matter of fact, God expects you to say it. We talk about a two-edged sword. You know, that word two-edged actually means two-mouthed. When I read that, it was a great revelation to me. A two-mouthed sword. What does that mean? It means that the word of God was originally spoken, anointed, written down. That was the first time, the first side of the sword. The second side is when we speak the word of God. You say, well, I don't know what to say. Open up your Bible and say what the Bible says. Open up the Psalms and say what the Psalms say. Amen. Open up some promises of God and repeat those promises. Amen. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. And so, you will never be more than your confession. If you don't know who you are, nobody else will either. If you don't know what you have, nobody else will either. Jesus expected people to receive from him because he knew the power of the Holy Ghost was in him and upon him. Peter and John expected people to receive from them because they knew the power of the Holy Ghost was in them. If you and I know and believe what is in us, we will expect people to receive from us as well. Let's stand together this morning. We have a um, devotional book at home. We read it almost every morning together, my wife and I. Our uh, daughters are all grown out of the house. Hallelujah. Thank God. No, but uh, we're kind of empty nesters, and so we, we have wonderful times together in the morning. And we'll open up this devotional, it's a, and it's a good-sized book. It's about that thick, and every devotion on there is at least two pages. And he goes into a little bit of a Greek study, and, and we just love it. We've been reading it. And um, at the end of the devotion, there's always a prayer. And he goes through the entire thing, the study, devotion, and then it says, my prayer. And we read the prayer. You say, oh, I don't know, I don't know if that's uh, what we should do. It's what we should do. It's what we bought. We, we, read, we read it. And we read that prayer, and we make that our prayer. And then after it says my prayer, then down below there's another paragraph about that big, goes across, and it says my confession. And it gives confession. In other words, I declare. And we repeat the words that we have just read in the study. Can I talk to you, my heart, for just a second? We Pentecostals know how to worship the Lord. Know how to worship God. I felt it in here this morning. I felt the anointing of God in our worship this morning. We know how to worship the Lord. We know how to clap our hands. We know how to get excited. But are we able to confess and open our mouths and say what the Bible says we should say? Are we able to do it? See, if we could record our praise, have you ever just stood in the worship service and I do this, maybe I think too much. But I'm, I'm thinking about what I am saying to the Lord. And I'm saying words of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And you know, sometimes we can do those things without even thinking. 
We just say those things. Sometimes we, you know, we know all these incredible songs we sing. Sometimes we can sing these songs without even thinking. We're just kind of doing it. We don't mean to be that way, but it just kind of comes automatic. But what do you really believe? What do you confess today? I know we're here. I know you love God. I know that you love to worship and you support the church and support the leadership. That's fantastic, and we should do all of that. But where do you live today? God's asking us. The Spirit would desire to know. Amen. When the Spirit comes through and walks across the sanctuary, like my wife walked across the living room, does the Lord know what you really believe? Does the Lord know what you really think about Him? Lord, I acknowledge you today. Lord, I recognize you today. Lord, I want to declare some things. I've got power in Jesus Christ today. I've got the Holy Ghost in me. I want to make some statements in the presence of the Lord today. I wonder if we could all come and stand around the front this morning. I don't know your normal custom, but I would invite everyone in the sanctuary to move up to the front. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.